Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guest today is Michael Adams, the Chief Information Security Officer at Zoom. Michael, good to have you with us. Thanks, Tom. Good to be here. And let's take a look at hybrid work as it stands today in the federal government. I mean, aside from the numbers that are teleworking or remote working, what is the gestalt of it, would you say? And how are people accomplishing things now? Here we are going into, golly, the middle of 2023. Yeah, Tom, I think today what we're seeing is is a greater empowerment among federal workers, right? They're they're beginning to influence the how, when, and and where they want to work. Uh, they're demanding more autonomy, flexibility, uh, and most importantly, the need for technology to support our our new way of working. Uh, and and frankly, we 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 see how the government sees it, which is that they need to meet some of these fast changing demands. Uh, I think the biggest challenge, of course, in, in government has always been kind of the legacy systems and and major investments have been made in, in conference rooms, which is why integration, simplicity, and some of these uh, employee sort of demand signals are especially important today. Right. So they want to stay where they are. If it happens to be remote or teleworking, at least part of the time, in some cases remote, it might be all the time. They're expecting some really good tools now that are contemporary to support that. Certainly. And, and I think as, as sort, of, sort of we've moved forward over the last few years, um, people have have understood where they can create efficiencies, where they can be more powerful and impactful. Um, and, and this is something we want to support. We, we want to further empower people to accomplish more uh, and, and for a virtual experience on Zoom to be as good, if not better than an in-person experience. All right. And so I guess you can probably answer the next question. I think I know what you're going to say. It sounds like you feel that this level of non-in-the-office traditional work is not going to go away anytime soon. Oh, certainly not. Certainly not. Um, you know, our, our our vision for the future is is really where physical and, and digital environments merge to create inclusive, immersive, really collaborative experiences. And 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 frankly, that's that's part of what that demand signal is, right? We we envision a space where people can easily connect together uh and, and where they can do the work that they would have done and and frankly, less efficient and, and more cumbersome ways in the past. Um, I, I think for us, it's also vital to, to emphasize how we're offering employees a secure platform where they can collaborate, share calendars, chat, uh, and, and call others to communicate really seamlessly. And being a company that has a footprint in really across industry and across the world, is the government trend pretty much tracking with what you're seeing in industry? For sure. Um, without a doubt, the future is is a hybrid future. Uh, hybrid work's here to stay. Uh, work is no longer just an office location, whether you work in, in government or the private sector, uh, whether you work in the U.S. or, or more broadly. Uh, it's a space where we come together, collaborate, no matter where we are. Without a doubt, hybrid is here to stay. And I think it's probably worth noting the obvious, but it often doesn't get said that the people who are in the office or the people that are remote and go to the office, they're using the same tools as the people that are working at home. I mean, we're all on the same platform. Yeah, that's that's part of that easy sort of simplicity of, of the platform and Zoom. Um, and, and this is one of the reasons that we've done so well in, in supporting our customers and supporting the government space. Uh, we, we think that the benefits for employees are clear, whether they're at at home, whether in their office, uh, range from higher productivity to better work-life balance and, and preventing burnout. Um, 
there's just incredibly profoundly positive benefits to the approach that that we now offer. And we're not guessing at this, are we? I mean, there are some surveys out there that have put quantities on this phenomenon. Without a doubt. Um, we commissioned a, a study with Qualtrics in 2021, and we found that on a global level, respondents overwhelmingly preferred a hybrid work environment to solely remote work, right? So it's not just about convenience. It's also about that hybrid balance and that flexibility. And, and so from that study, it, it really underscored the reality that employees crave that flexibility above all else. People want to be connected to a space. They want to do it of their own free will and sometimes in the time and manner that they choose. All right. So early on, you know, the the in the mass hybrid work, you might say the mass telework, which was almost all telework, the issues were bandwidth and did VPN capacity that the agencies had in place, you know, was it there? What are the challenges now, both in terms of the platform and technology and maybe in the sense of how people are actually working? Yeah. And let me let me two questions. No, and I and I think they're great questions in, in in the sense that they get at two important issues. But let me let me let me focus on on one particular aspect initially. Um, I think it's important for us as we work with our customers to understand their requirements and sort of advise them on some things that they should focus on when they support this hybrid approach. So so one of those is evolving data protection processes and supporting a zero trust model where where authentication validation are required. Uh, before employees can access relevant applications or, or the right level of data. Uh, a second piece that we work with folks on is, is considering to, to leverage personal devices, such as with a BYOD program. So when you talk about the evolution and expectation, it's not just going and sitting at your uh, desktop at work, right? So um, a bring your own device program where employees authenticate from their personal devices is an especially powerful uh, program. Um, but of course, um, when you think about some of these uh, improvements we're making um, from a security perspective, you know, you can think about hardware, software, and really humans as critical elements and, and part of the risk. And so for us, I think continuous security training to make sure employees understand their roles and, and their responsibilities is especially important. Um, and, and then, of course, adopting the technologies that, that prioritize security and flexibility. Right. So then that implies then that for the up-to-date platforms, it's not simply that you have to know that that platform itself adheres to whatever security protocols you have, but the applications through which you access other resources also have to be conforming to the agency policy and to cyber best practices with that as almost like a portal, more than just a talking to people platform. It sounds like you're describing a portal to a lot of resources. Right. And, and, Look, people want resources. They they want apps that they 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 know that they uh, can increase their product productivity through, uh, but also apps that that have been trusted or or can be trusted, right? So at Zoom, of course, we design our products with security at their core, uh, and without sacrificing ease of use or reliability. Uh, we have certain safety defaults, such as requiring passcodes, enter a meeting, uh, enter a meeting, using a waiting room feature, only allowing authenticated users. Uh, we we uh, apply 256-bit AES GCM encryption for real-time content in meetings and, and on down the line. But, but beyond that, where we partner uh, with third parties, we apply uh, an appropriate level of, of due diligence and scrutiny. And this is another thing, you know, as you look more broadly across the sector and, and best practices, uh, third-party due diligence in, in really the technical sense and in the security sense 
becomes increasingly important. And let's talk about how the platform has evolved since like the early pandemic days. Now we're into this new era. As you say, it's established. People are going to do this. This is the way we work now. The 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 platform itself has evolved a great deal. One way, as you mentioned, third party uh, partners that have come in and enhance it. So tell us what we need to know about how the platform has evolved relative to the early days. Sure. I, I think I think robust security and privacy at the core of what we do is is obviously profoundly important. Um, as as our uh, user base diversified and as we scaled. Um, we had to really double down to ensure that we were meeting uh, those diversified use cases and, and the demand signal and needs of our customers. Um, this, is, this is why, for example, we have optional end-to-end encryption for Zoom, Zoom for government, right? If you enable, uh, the feature helps encrypt comms between all authenticating meeting participants uh, using Zoom for government client and crypto keys. Uh, are also also only known to devices of the meeting participants. I don't want to get too deep in that space, but this is an example of why we're seeing positive positive movement in, in the federal space. Uh, it's why we now have FedRAMP moderate authorization and, and Zoom for Government has uh, provisional authorization from the Defense Information Systems Agency from, from DOD uh, at, at IL-4, impact level four, uh, and an authorization to operate with DOD IL-4 for Zoom meetings with the Department of the Air Force. But I want to emphasize something else. When you talk platform, the word platform really has meaning at Zoom. Historically, folks have, have focused for good reason on Zoom meetings, but now it's not just Zoom meetings. It's Zoom phone, it's team chat, it's Zoom virtual agent and on and on. And there's so many products and services that really have that full platform uh, play for our customers, right? It allows them the convenience, it allows them the power of, of, of the different functions and responsibilities that they want to carry forward. Um, and, and we're excited about where that puts not only Zoom, but our customers moving forward. Yeah, I want to talk about that in more detail, because if you think of the average person working, and I include myself and probably you also have this, we've got a phone or maybe our cell phone, and in my case, a phone in my studio. And then we have a couple of ways to chat with people. There's a famous chatting application, and then your phone still chats. And then uh, there is email, and then there is a few other ways. Sometimes there are collaborative, very highly specific platforms, maybe for a specific function that's related to that mission. And it's created, in some sense, a form of chaos, really, for communication. Did I email it? Did I text it? Did I, what did I, did I carrier pigeon it? So talk about more of the platform encompassing many of these omni-channels bring some unity and, and sanity to the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and look, I was in the federal government for, for 25 years, and I used to begin my day checking messages very, very, very early, and then moving from point A to point B and, and being on that phone and then getting to my desktop and, and back in, in my workflow and then in video conferencing for meetings and so forth. And I, and I understand sort of the disparate pools that you can get and how that can complicate things. But I think at the platform, we bring it all together, right? And, and that's the beauty of it. Again, people love Zoom in part because it's simple, it's easy, it's frictionless, right? And now we are expanding that frictionless across meetings and phone and chat and, and virtual agent. And then we also add some very specific platform innovations that are designed for that hybrid work environment 
so that we really are even going further to advance the way people connect and, and share ideas and, and just get more done together, again, regardless of that location. So, so I'll give you just a few examples quickly. Um, workspace reservation, new way to let users book spaces using an interactive map, map and, and whether that's on-site or remote. So again, you're in and, and, and now you can get out in front of that because of the nature of, 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 of hybrid. That's uh, physical space course. you can rent. Absolutely, or, absolutely, or, or reserve. just reserve. Right, just, Sorry, yeah, just, reserve. just reserve exactly, um, and that gives you flexibility, um, and and it's really efficient if you think about the way we've created it. Uh, Zoom whiteboard now generally available. It's it's a power virtual hub for real time and asynchronous collaboration. Right, think multiple people working together, driving towards solutions and 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 progress. Uh, Zoom contact center, an immersive virtual environment where business can connect their customers with experts. And then one more, just quickly, uh, virtual receptionist, kiosk mode. Uh, it's a contactless entry experience for building guests. So I get, I, I have to get into that space, right, where maybe I have that uh, reservation where I'm going to be involved in that whiteboard meeting. And, and so virtual receptionist or kiosk mode uh, gives us the ability to go in in a secure fashion as well. So maybe a good way to put this then is whereas if you might have thought of these platforms of the Zooms as episodic things that you use when there's a Zoom meeting, maybe it's time to start thinking about these platforms, your platform, as a environment that you operate in, regardless of what the task happens to be, whether it's meeting or phoning or, or collaborating on a document without seeing people, et cetera. I, I think that's exactly right. The idea in part is to take away the need to really process and think about all these disparate resources I may have instead to bring them together and allow you to just go and do and be productive and enjoy your experience much, much more. Interesting. And uh, and what do you find people taking you up on the, I mean, are people aware of this and are you finding the use cases or finding their way into these, these uh, take-ups of these capabilities that you described? Yes, we we are we are seeing uh, we're seeing the type of growth that that we want, but there's great great opportunity for more. I think part of the reason conversations like this are especially important is that not everyone does know, right? A lot of folks still have sort of a, a legacy perspective about Zoom as as a, a video communications platform exclusively. Now now the customers we've been working with for some period of time, of course, understand the benefits and are reaping some of the benefits of the new products and even the features that, that we've rolled out. Um, so, so we're seeing the right trajectory, but certainly, certainly there's room for growth and we're excited about continuing to inform and, and work with our customers and frankly, taking their feedback so that we can really meet their requirements head on. Yeah, I was going to ask, what are you hearing from especially the federal customer? What is it they they say they need going forward, you know, again, on the assumption that hybrid is here to stay? Right. I, I think in the federal space, you know, some of the, again, legacy systems can be challenging. Some of the legacy perspectives can be challenging. But look, they, they are really starting to listen to their employees because they know that there's talent. The talent is valued and it's necessary to be successful. So when we talk with our federal customers and, and frankly, some of the broader customers, we're really focused on kind of three key findings, if you will, right? That first part is that employee feedback, right? It's it's that the customers and, and organizations kind of have to embrace that bottom-up management, not only listen to how their employees are feeling, but but also act on that feedback. Um, and this is this is an area where we can we can really help. 
secondly, it's about what, what I'll describe as finding ways to promote equitable and, and really mutually beneficial connections for all parties, right? In other words, hybrid work requires guidance on how to creatively connect with one another in an effective way, no matter where the employee is working. And, the, and I think the federal space, we're seeing more and more of that. And then finally, um, and this is this gets directly to your point, right? There, there are uh, an awful lot of federal employees, some longtime friends and, and, and colleagues of mine, who frankly are, are dissatisfied with the platform choices or lack of choices that they've had, right? So the third point is really about providing the right platform and supporting technology to, to facilitate that frictionless experience for all employees and really to enable uh, productive collaboration. I think that's that's the key point. Um, overall, it's it's just it's not enough to tell employees they have the flexibility to choose hybrid work. You have to have the right technology and the right platform to back it up. Given the way things operated, say in the '40s, '50s, and '60s, there's been much more democratization. You can reach out directly and touch anyone in an organization. That came kind of with email, you know, 40 years ago, 35 years ago. It strikes me this is even more that way and that there people are, as you said, equitable connections that runs up and down the hierarchy and also across organizational boundaries. This seems to intensify that capability. Am I right in that? It does. It does. Um, it, it certainly intensifies it in the sense that the, the opportunity for collaboration the, the impact that one or, or an entity can have is, is much more profound. Uh, they're just, they're more opportunities to connect, to, to collaborate, and, and to create the results that, that we're all seeking. All right. And uh, final question too, maybe just since everyone thinks about cloud, uh, the cloud hosting aspect and how that benefits all of this communication up, down, and sideways. I think I think in, in its simplest form, cloud provides uh, flexibility. It provides agility, and it and it gives us the ability to to deal with uh, the the vastness of the communications and the data that attaches to it. And we're we're pretty fortunate in Zoom and 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 that um, you know we are enabled by and sort of empowered through the cloud in in, in many respects. Um, and we like to share those benefits, of course, with our customers. So it's a very, very real advantage. It's something that also uh, is is here to stay. And and I think it's just it's something to be thoughtful about how we can create efficiencies and and sort of enhance performance over time. It's really a new workplace culture altogether, isn't it? It it really is. It really is. And 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 we're really uh, proud and and also humbled to to be a part of that. Um, we we. Definitely believe deeply in the impact that we've had as a company. Uh, we're grateful for the opportunities that we've had, and and we look forward to continuing to prove the value not only of Zoom meetings, but but phone, team chat, virtual agent, and that full platform that we've discussed. All right, it's been great speaking with you, Michael Adams, is the Chief Information Security Officer at Zoom. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Tom. And I'm Tom Temin. You're listening to Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, please visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Zoom.